Everyone has an opinion, and that's good. It means we're all thinking. But does everyone need to voice their opinion all the time? Social media has great power to build up, encourage, inform, and draw individuals closer to one another and closer to God. It also has the power to destroy, to tear down, and to tempt. Dana Gresh and her pastor Jonathan Weibel discuss the four things every Christian should consider before they post their opinion or a response to someone else's on social media. Have you ever found your blood boiling when you open up social media and you get onto a post and you think, how can they possibly think that? I know this person. I love this person. This person loves Jesus. How can they disagree with me and be so wrong? (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that today. It's certainly been a problem lately. We're going to talk about how to talk with someone when you disagree. I had the inspiration to sit down today with my pastor, Jonathan Weibel, because he delivered a message that created so much conversation. The response after this message was obvious that he struck a nerve, and he's probably going to strike one today. So prepare to be both encouraged and to have your toes stepped on. Jonathan Weibel is a church planner for the Christian and Missionary Alliance. He is the pastor of Center Church. That's my church. He's also a worship leader with several albums under his belt. Jonathan, welcome to our podcast. It doesn't even have a name, this podcast. Oh, great. Well, Dana, it, I'm a big fan of yours, and I'm, I love you so much. So thanks for having me on. I'm thrilled to be here today. You're kind of the inspiration for this podcast. I have teaching podcasts available on my website, but I've never done any interview podcasts. But I heard this message, and I thought, we have to get this on. So I don't know. We'll have to call it the Jonathan Weibel series. <laughs> I, I like it. It's got a nice ring to it. All one yeah. message. All one podcast of it. Yeah. <laughs> so this message... Uh, Tell us what inspired you. Like, what what was it that made you want to talk about how to talk to someone when you disagree? Well, I think, you know, you look on social media these days, and specifically Facebook, because I'm an old person. Um, and <laughs> when you're on there, um, I see a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, a lot of cheap shots. And one of the things that I think Jesus modeled to us is, The thing that Jesus prayed for in John 17 is that we would all be unified, that we would have unity. And so unity is a really important concept in Scripture. And um, it's in Psalm 133, it says it's where God commands his blessing. So we want to live in blessing, but if we're all fighting with each other on Facebook or, or wherever in conversation, then that's not good. I mean... We're kind of born a little bit for adversity. I, I just I think about the the idea of like when I'm driving down the road, Dana, and um, someone is slow. I in my head sometimes I say they're an idiot. <laughs> the pastor says that but word just in my head. In I don't head, actually okay. say it out to, loud or anything. You don't have to really confess it. Yeah. It's just in your head. Or when somebody <laughs> blows by me on the highway, they're maniacs. Right. Yeah, so right. you're either if unless you're driving my pace, you're either an idiot or a maniac, just so <laughs> you know that. Yeah. And it's been a lot of people on social media not driving at our pace. And of course we're recording this just as we're coming out of sheltering in place in the middle of the COVID nineteen pandemic. And that anger that was on social media, we're starting to see that face to face as people gather together or even just congregate in large 
public spaces. And so we've got to do something about it. Let me read Ephesians 4, 1 to 2 to get us started. And then you have developed four things that we need to consider. Yeah, four questions, I would call them. Before we express our opinion, right? Correct. So based out of Ephesians 4, 1 to 2, you were inspired to develop this list. It says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, this is Paul writing, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Jonathan, how do we protect the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace right now? I like that you use the word protect, Anna, because the unity is already there in Christ. It's already there. One body, one Lord, one Savior, one Spirit, one baptism. Um, it's already there. It's our job to promote and protect unity in the body of Christ. So one of the questions when before I engage that I try to do, I'm not perfect at it, is just ask the question, um, when I engage on social media, will this result in a foolish argument or, as Paul calls it, a, a foolish quarrel? He says this in, in 2 Timothy 2, 23 through 26. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. Sound familiar, people? <laughs> a servant of the Lord must not quarrel but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to whatever he wants. So, Dana, you're, I, I know your heart is a lot like mine. Like My goal in life is um, to... Um, love God, love my neighbor as myself, and to take God's great commandment um, and to take the gospel into all the world. And so if that's my goal, um, the the way I don't do that is in get, getting involved in foolish arguments on social media. Um, and it's so easy to do that, to jump on a, a comment or make a post that's um, you know, we're trying to get our point across, but we're doing it in a not so gentle way. So oftentimes when I do that, I eliminate a large segment of people that I want to reach for Jesus. Mm. So you're saying when you comment in engage in the foolish argument, you're eliminating them from being interested in hearing what you have to say about Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I, I think debate, um, if it's done, and not so well, rarely moves the needle for the, the needle I want to move anyhow, which is to, to make disciples. And Philip Yancey once said, no one comes to Christ because they lost the argument. So mm -hmm. we get involved in these arguments, but they don't amount yeah. to anything for the kingdom of God. Yeah, they so. don't come to Christ because we prove we're right. Right. They come to Christ because we prove they're loved. Yeah. Right? I, I, and I love what Paul says here. He says, be kind to everybody, be able to teach. There are going to be moments where we're able to teach, but it may not be in the moment that we want. We're to be patient with difficult people and gently instruct those, gently. You know, just that's not always how we come across. So. Sometimes it's good just to say thanks for your opinion. 
(laughs) There's this one person that constantly gets on my feed or other members of our church, and they're only there to argue. They're not really there to express their opinion and hear yours. And I've gotten to the point where when they pop on, I just say, hey, thanks for showing up. (laughs) Right. I had something happen recently a few weeks ago. Um, A very famous drummer. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I've met him once and talked to him on the phone once. But my brother produced uh, one of the last projects before my brother died eight years ago was he produced a project with this. I don't want to say who it is, but. Um, very, very famous drummer. And, it it uh, almost makes you sound cooler than than a guy who would only be on Facebook. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, right. But he's he's not a believer, and he posted on there, um, was Jesus Lord, liar, lunatic for you? Mm. He's like, no. He's like, be kind to one another. And all these Christians got on there and just lambasted. He said, I don't, be- he said, I don't believe that Jesus is God, right? So then people were just lambasting him. I wrote him. Um, I kind of put C.S. Lewis's kind of um, comments on there. I mean, it was a direct quote from him and what he had to say about that. I posted that. And then I wrote him and I personally thanked him for opening up the question mm-hmm. and the dialogue because he was just getting crushed by people. And then he wrote me back and he said, you know, that my brother was one of the kindest people he'd ever met. And also some of my other friends that are believers that he loves that he's recorded with. And uh, he said, I knew you were in the ministry. He said, I looked you up after I saw your comment. And he said, I knew you had to be um, a Christian and in the ministry. And thanks for dialoguing in a healthy, constructive way with me. Oh, so Wow. So you put some currency in his emotional bank account so that if the opportunity does come up for you to share faith, it's there. For it's you. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So question number one is, will this result in a foolish argument? What's question number two? So I would say, Dana, um, have I really listened? Have I listened to their side? Um, James 1, 19 through 20 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. I think we often engage without really listening. Yeah, Jonathan, you told a story when you were sharing this message that made me laugh, but also was very poignant, made me think. Oh, um, so I think the story you're referring to is the Franklin Delano Roosevelt story. So he believed that very few people were listening to him, especially when he was in one of those long receiving lines at the White House he complained no one was really paying attention often. And one day, um, just for the heck of it, he decided to do an experiment. Um, to each person who passed down the line and shook his hand, he murmured, I murdered my grandmother this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the guests responded with phrases like, marvelous, keep up the good work. We are proud of you. God bless you, sir. It was not to the end of the line, Dana, when uh, the ambassador from Bolivia um, where he realized that actually this guy was listening. Um, unfazed, the ambassador leaned over and whispered to to Franklin, I'm sure she had it coming. <laughs> but it's kind of like that in our lives, right? We go through life saying what we're thinking, saying what we're feeling, confessing our junk, and wonder, is anyone really listening? Let's be the listeners. That's right. That's good. One of the things we need to understand is the art of listening. I know um, if you've ever read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, 
um, to engage in just a healthy, good conversation, hearing their heart, walking in their shoes, seeing where they're coming from, because that's an important place to start. I love the quote. I don't know who it's from. I, let's let's attribute it to Aaron Davis. <laughs> Why that, not? Because she's my friend. That's right. She <laughs> yeah. She once said, uh, um, "God gave us two ears and one mouth so that we would listen twice as much as we would speak." Mm. Aaron Davis didn't say that, but somebody really smart did. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I have been so troubled by the way people don't listen on social media that I took about 90 days off of all of my social mediums about three months ago for 90 days, and I just sought God's heart, and I wrote a philosophy to guide me through when to post and when not to post. And this whole idea of listening and hearing, even when people disagree with me, so many times they're not necessarily disagreeing with me when they get to the root of their pain. What is the pain that's causing them to have this position? We can usually find common ground there. So I wrote this as one of my policies. It's better to be known for what we're for than what or who we're against. And I wrote that as Christians, we're called to be known by our love. And loving means hearing people. Loving means listening to people. And so I want to practice self-control and refrain from posting things controversial. I really avoid when something's really flaring up and it's one of those red meat issues or one of those hot button issues, you won't generally see me posting in real time. And if I still have the urge after a week and I've heard everybody's point of view, I've heard all the news that comes out. Right now there's an issue that people are trying to push me to post on and I'm saying, you guys, I'm listening. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I'm seeing what people are saying. I'm trying to find out what all the facts are. And then in a week, if I feel like posting about this, I will seek the wisdom of other True Girl team members, and we will pray together, and there has to be a unity of desire among the executive team before I post anything timely or controversial. So what's number three, Jonathan? If we have one, will this result in a foolish argument? Two, have I really listened to what they're saying? What's three? Are we building each other up with our words? Mm. First Thessalonians 5.11, this has been kind of a we had somebody paint a painting for us and put it over our dinner uh, table, or bu- not over our dinner table, that'd be weird, but on the wall next to our dinner table, and it, and it says this, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. So that's one of the things I have to ask myself. Am I edifying other people or am I kind of destroying them? You know, I think, uh, um, you know, social media was... Facebook in particular was used in the beginning was, are you hot or not? Mm. And so that is something that needs to be redeemed, you know, and the way we're using social media now to tear one another down or just get our agenda in there. um, I want to call the church to redeem it. Hmm. It can be redeemed. And uh, one of the things that I'm calling my church to do is every Monday – that we only post encouraging things and only build other people up. And even if like they're not believers, that's fine. Build them up too. I mean, even if you have 5% that you can agree on, settle on that 5% and build other people up. You know, I, I'm, 
I'm really adamant about that, that we build one another up. So, And that, going back to that whole idea of emotional banking, this is a language my husband uses a lot. Mm. He talks about making emotional deposits in someone and don't make withdrawals unless you're sure you have the currency in there to make that kind of withdrawal. So before you really critique someone, especially if it's online, but in any space, have you invested in that person? That really is a good qualifier for me in terms of am I ready to uh, really advise and encourage this person? Have right. I Do I have the right, really? It's, a, it's about rights, right? That's right, yeah. Do I have the right to say, hey, I disagree with you, and I, can, I, can I possibly talk to you about it so maybe you could hear my point of view? First, we have to listen. We have to do that listening. Well, there's something in marketing called, I think it's called permission advertising. Mm. It's where you have to, you earn the right to be heard. It's the same kind of concept that we're, we're talking about. Um, people don't want to be advertised to. They, they, you have to earn their trust first. So, yeah, I think it's really important. So should we move to like the fourth question? What is the fourth question, Jonathan? The question I ask myself, again, before I engage in a conversation or or um, especially on social media is have I forgotten that the the grace that I've received through Christ have I forgotten that you know that's that's a really important thing to ask I've seen um, people even people from my church um, say terrible things about politicians or maybe other people and then like because I'm their pastor and I know them and I know they're junk I'm like Oh, how can you say that? You don't really have any stones to throw there, bud. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know I've lost. I lost my rocks to throw a long time ago, and so I keep having to go back to have I forgotten the grace that I mm. received? You know, Matthew eighteen is that uh, great parable that Jesus tells about the the king and the servant that. You know, the king was settling up his debts, and the one servant owed the king millions of dollars, and and he begs for forgiveness, and the king gives it to him. Then he finds the other dude, right, that owes him money, and he chokes him to get the money back, and it's far less amount, a far less amount, and he forgot the grace that he received. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us do that, you know? Yeah. We forget the grace that we have. You know what we also forget? We forget that it's just the lost acting like the lost sometimes. Right, yeah. Um, you know, when we're lost, we do have opinions that don't line up with Scripture. That's kind of the yeah. whole yeah. mindset and thought process behind being lost. And so we, we aren't going to gain followers for Christ if we aren't willing to ask these four questions. Right. And... Really, why are we on social media? Is it so that Dana Gresh will get followers? So Jonathan Weibel will get followers on Facebook. We'll get you on the gram one day. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you there. Is that the goal? Or ultimately our goal should be creating followers, followers for Jesus, Christ, yeah. right? Right. Um, you have a statement that you've written for us as a church that helps kind of Create a foundation for these four questions. I'd love for you to read that because every time you do, it just brings me back to wise thinking when I'm engaging with someone I don't agree with. We have a political statement at our church um, that we just say we are not conservative, not liberal, not traditional, not progressive, just biblical. Being biblically faithful will demand being politically inconsistent so, since no one party, platform, or political action group 
can claim to be completely biblical. So we try to um, we try in our lives in, in our church um, to um, live liberal, liberally, but kind of you know we we believe um, conservatively. We believe God's word. The there's the authority of the scriptures that is so important to us. Um, I, I don't want to confuse that with being a fundamentalist where we believe conservatively, but we live, I don't know why I have a hard time saying that, but we live (laughs) liberally. We live liberally. Yeah. yeah. Really the statement you just read, there are people that if we put that on social media, there would be some conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But what, what we're trying to do is say, let's not be a political party first. Right. Let's be Christ followers first. Yeah. I mean, this government is not our government as believers. This kingdom is not our kingdom. We pray God's kingdom come on the earth. And, um, you know, our president or our senators or whoever, they are not our saviors. Jesus is. And, um, again, um, just being a Christian and following God's word means that sometimes no one party is going to fit all and no one platform is going to be a, a, a a fit for for everything as mm-hmm. as a Christian, so we have to live by biblical principles. We lean conservatively. We live liberally. Yeah, and by that we mean that we're providing liberal grace to those who disagree with us. That's right. Um, I have been convicted and touched by these four questions. I hope that you have too. I hope that you'll consider what you post on social media, and what you respond to on social media. Is your goal to be right, or is your goal to love a lost world? Is your goal to get followers and approvers of your opinion, or is your goal to get followers of Jesus? And here's what it really comes down to. At the end of the day, we do have to stand before God's throne and answer for how we've lived that day out, And I want to end my day putting my head on the pillow in peace, knowing that I had some self-control, that I doled out some kindness and some patience. And that's not easy to do in this climate. It's not easy to do on social media. And of course, we're recording this once again, as we're all coming out of sheltering in place. And social media was where we were communicating. Now we're going to be taking it to our backyards, probably social distancing outside Mm -hmm. events. But... Are we doing that with self-control and with kindness? I encourage you to consider these four questions from Pastor Jonathan Weibel. I imagine that if you do, you'll be sleeping with a little more peace each night. This conversation was taped and produced in the studios at Pure Freedom Ministries. Learn more at danagresh.com.